No Jason tonight. We're back to the usual. Mm-hmm. The usual suspects. Is this the usual? We did like three of these with just me and you. No, we did two with me and you. Then I did two with Jacob and Jason. The most episodes have been with us three. So it is the usual suspects. Got anything interesting to say for a, a little uh, drop at the beginning? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and the ball. Spike it. He took the knee. And a flag is down. They have butchered this. Marshall is running the wrong way. Thinks he's going to touchdown. He has scored a safety. I don't understand what he was thinking. Who knows what's going on inside that helmet? We have a 10-second runoff. The game is over. All right, so the loser's bracket is a fantasy football league that rewards negative outcomes with positive points. Each week, we're going to break down the past week's anti-fantasy all-stars, look at the past week's matchups within the league, and look ahead to strategize for next week. Today, the bracket is comprised of myself, Kyle, coach of the Butt Fumbles, we have Jacob, coach of the Fighting House Cats, and Colin, coach of the Tucson Tallywhackers. How's it going, gents? Pretty good. Pretty good. How was everyone's week this week? It was all right, I guess. Jacob, you still uh, holding on to that bottom spot? Yeah. <laughs> holding on strong. Oh, are you, are you in last place? I didn't make enough changes to my team. Did you make any changes? I did. Oh, okay. But it wasn't enough. We just kind of got the same scores that the other people did. (laughs) Well, don't be too hard on yourself. Colin's got a strong team. We'll get into the scores later on. But uh, we'll start off, as we always do, with the Loser's Bracket Pop Quiz. First off, pop, pop. All right, Loser's Bracket Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz. We've got 10 questions loaded up for you boys. Let's start off with who scored more losers bracket points this week, Kyle Allen or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen. Jacob got that one right. Kyle Allen had 66.5 points this week. Josh Allen had 46.8. Kyle Allen is actually our MVP of the week. We'll touch on that later. Same question. Carlos Hyde or Mark Walton? Um, Mark Walton, Carlos Hyde, Jacob, batting a thousand right now. Mark Walton had thirty-two point one, and Carlos Hyde had twenty-six point three this week. Same question for kickers now: Jake Elliott or Aldrich Roses? Jake Elliott, Aldrich Roses. All right, Colin got that one right this, this time. It was a close one. Aldrich Roses had 20 points this week. Jake Elliott had 19.5. Same question. Cardinals defense or Bills defense? Cardinals. Uh, I got to go with Bills. All right. Jacob got that one right this time. Cardinals defense had 22.3. The Bills defense had 20.8 points this week. Same question. James Washington or Corey Davis? Um, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. All right, you both got that one wrong. It's Ugh. James Washington. He had 19.3 points this week. Corey Davis had 
So at the halfway point, we've got Jacob with three points and Colin with one. So a two-point deficit for you, Colin. You worried about losing that uh, undefeated streak? No, I think I can still pull it out. You got five questions to make those points up. All right. Question number six. Which quarterback had the most turnovers this week? Sam Darnold, Kyle Allen, or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. Uh, Kyle Allen. All right. Colin got that one right. It's Jameis Winston. He had two interceptions and two fumbles. The other two quarterbacks had three interceptions. All right. Question number seven. Only one defense went negative this week. Which defense was it? And this isn't a multiple choice question. (laughs) Um, The Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. All right. It was the Patriots. The Patriots negative (laughs) 1.8 points this week. That's some bullshit. Well, you shouldn't have answered first. So I can't blame Jacob for playing the game. Okay, but I got that one right out of 32 teams. <laughs> out of 32 options. Yeah, so did I. I got right. Yeah, you <laughs> guessed what I guessed. Yeah, but if you watch the games as adamantly as Jacob does each week, you would know yeah. that. Yeah. He has that on the top uh, of his head. I didn't watch a game this week. <laughs> well, don't, don't say that. <laughs> All right. Question number eight. Who was the top loser's bracket kicker this week? Adam Vinatieri, Stephen Hoshka, or Mike Nugent? Stephen Hoshka. I'm going to have to go with Stephen Hoshka on this one, Kyle. All right. You both got it right. It's Stephen Hoshka. 26 points this week. Adam Vinatieri had 25, and Mike Nugent had 23. So Jacob's at five, Collins at four. All right. For the second week in a row, only one team owns a tight end that had a five point that had five points or more last week. Which team was it? Um, what team is Evan Ingram on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins. No, 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 no. Sorry. Which loser's bracket team? Oh. <laughs> Which loser's bracket? I thought it was another out of all the teams. No, no, no. Had one of those, that's enough. That's enough of I'm going to say that it was Jason, I guess. All right, so you that, think it's team? That was what I was going to say, but I'm going to guess Golden Tane. All right, neither of you got it right. It was Steve's team, Hoover Dam Hefty Hoovers. He, had uh, Z- he owns Zach Ertz, who had exactly five points this week. There are eight total tight ends in the NFL that had five or more points in the loser's bracket, and none of us own them. <laughs> so we're all getting less than five points out of our tight ends, except for Steve this week. Okay, so final question. Jacob's at five, Collins at four. So let's make Jacob answer this one first so that it's fair. Hey, I answer first most of the time. This is the final question, and Colin's only chance to tie. So we're at the halfway point in the season. 
who has racked up the most losers bracket fantasy points so far this year? Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, or Josh Allen? Uh, Joe Flacco. Jameis Winston. All right. So Colin needed one more point to tie. The correct answer was Andy Dalton. He has 265.2 points on the year so far. Jameis Winston has 208.9. Joe Flacco has 221.1 points. And Josh Allen has 209.2. So Jacob won this week with five points. Colin had four. Yeah. (laughs) 50%. So enjoy your celebration. I still would. There were two points that should have solely been mine. I don't think so. I think you played it wrong. You should have let him answer first. With when you have a deficit, you can't jump on jump quickly to uh to answer those questions, I don't think. I think that's more on you than on Jacob. Jacob's gotten well, burned you on thought that wrong. as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move it on over to headlines. Colin's got a few headlines loaded up for us. What do you got? What do you got for us this week? Yeah, hmm. I, got, I got a couple things. The NCAA right. thing? Should we talk about that, even though it's not NFL? The NCAA thing? No. No, we're not going to talk about that. Because that's not, I mean, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. We only want to talk about things that suck. Oh, why didn't we just keep the Law Watch title? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Colin, so, okay. I actually. Okay. So I have some. I actually have things pulled up. All right. Okay, well, one so. second before we get started, I just want to let you know that in your absence, Jason did do Law Watch. <laughs> we did okay. Law Watch for two weeks. So now it's uh, it's a little disheartening to go back to headlines, but but that's okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I still cover the headlines. Gavel. Okay. Whatever. Right. Okay. Right. So the first one. Uh, ex-NFL player from Chesterfield, Virginia, convicted in retrial for $10 million fraud scheme. Okay. I, I mean, I think it's Chesterfield, Virginia. But anyway, um, former NFL and University of Virginia football player was convicted by a federal jury in a retrial Monday for his role in a $10 million fraud scheme. So Merrill Robertson Jr. was previously convicted. Yeah. What? You gotta have that information, right? What team? What? Uh, when did he play? Did you say that already? Um, it, it just says he's an ex NFL player. I don't think it breaks down which teams he was on. Yeah, I'm not finding it in this article specifically. So him and this other guy, Sherman Carl Vaughn, started Cavalier Union Investments LLC and Black Bull Wealth Management LLC. Okay, um, that sounds legit. Yeah. So these investment companies that they created targeted old people and contacts that he acquired from the University of Virginia and NFL contacts. So it says he identified potential investors by using contacts that he had from the NFL, the University of Virginia and the Fork Union Military Academy. Okay. Um, So he kind of just fooled all these people and said that him and his co-conspirator had like qualifications to be an investment company 
had certifications, all of this stuff. But no one realized that he's an ex NFL player. So he's not. Well, it doesn't matter. He could be an ex NFL player and still be in investment. But does he? Yeah, but I guess he could get a degree in finance. I don't know. Yeah. He did go to Virginia State. Well, it says Robertson. Robertson led investors to believe he was an experienced investment advisor, that his company was qualified to serve as a custodian of retirement accounts, that investor money was deposited into individual tax-deferred retirement accounts, and that investor money was secured by tangible cash-producing assets owned by his company, which was all false. Um, oh, okay. So was he running like a Wolf of Wall Street thing, or is he just taking all this money and skimming some off the top and then, uh, like, what... Do you know Wasn't the exactly Wolf of Wall happening? Street thing like semi legitimate? They actually don't. They were doing investment. Uh, yeah, they were just dumping money into well, they, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were they were selling stocks. But so this guy, court records show that Robertson and Vaughn fraudulently obtained more than ten million dollars from more than sixty investors. Oh, so that's say, not that many. They yeah, but a that's a lot of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors say the men spent most of the money on mortgage and car payments, school tuition, spa visits, luxury goods, and vacation. Nice. Uh, Rob- <laughs> Robertson faces a maximum penalty of 330 years in prison. Uh, Good. I think he should serve every day. Of- I think he should serve every day of that. Yeah, to just have his corpse sitting in a cell. Yeah, and then that would make it worse for the other people in prison, too. That's true. Uh, a federal district court judge will determine the sentence after taking into account the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Hmm. So, gotcha. I mean, so this guy, I mean, he was living large for a little bit there. Right. Um, I guess they caught on and got to him. should have just fled the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that with any crime, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, but he had but- like private jets and stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he was renting. Well, I don't know if he had private jets. Ten million, yeah, ten million dollars isn't enough money to buy a private jet. Yeah, you can buy maybe a a small one, but there's a lot of upkeep money on a private jet that people don't realize. He could also just like, yeah, he could also just buy a ride though, from some shady characters. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You can always say that whenever anyone gets arrested. Yeah. Any rich person. Yeah. Okay, right. so this next story, a lot of this information is courtesy of the Dirty Sports Podcast Okay, that's hosted by Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Uh, Jason brought this story to my attention earlier today. Apparently, there are several dots that can be used to connect Tampa Bay Bucks GM Jason Light to an anonymous Twitter account with the handle Jameis One of One. <laughs> okay. So, so this this Twitter account, Jameis One of One, this guy, whoever it is, spends a lot of time defending Jameis Winston to people. Okay, um, so which, it's like it's like market, like he it's labeled kind of like as a fan page. Like he's not trying to pretend that he's Jameis Winston, right? No, no, it's pretty. It's pretty much like a fan account of Jameis Winston, and the guy even wrote a four hundred page book using the pseudonym Jameis one of one that details Jameis Winston's career and defends him from a lot of the criticism that he receives, which I mean, justifiably. So Jameis Winston gets a lot of criticism because he's sucks. He's not good at football. 
Yeah, well, he is our number two quarterback this week, so, and he's been up here yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, so um, one of the guys from this podcast, Joe Prano, he was in some sort of Twitter thread where he was talking about Jameis Winston, and this guy, Jameis One of One, started chiming in on this random Twitter thread, saying all these things, all these good things about Jameis Winston, uh, telling him to buy his book on Amazon and read through the book so that he can understand his opinions better. Um, when the Dirty Sports podcast, when they offered him to come onto the show, the show is filmed and put on YouTube. They said, "Here, come, come on our show. Sit on the couch in between us, and you know, like, plead your case about how good Jameis Winston is." Right. Um, the guy said, "Well, I can't come in, but I can do phone interviews." Oh, um, really? Yeah the the host the host of the show declined saying okay we're not going to do that we're not going to give some anonymous guy on the inter- some anonymous troll on the internet a platform to spout stupid opinions unless right. they're going to like come in and talk to us face to face right after that conversation Joe Prano was subsequently blocked by Jameis One of One on Twitter and Joe didn't have access through his regular Twitter account to Jameis One of One's posts anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, fast forward to sometime in the future, people were speculating that this account was Jameis Winston himself, um, oh, okay. which is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's happened before with like basketball players and things like that. But yeah, politicians. Yeah, but I mean, Jameis Winston wouldn't adopt a pseudonym and write a 400 page book about himself Um, yeah he can probably barely write yeah he's he's not a very smart guy for one and then two that takes up a lot of time that you could he could be using to you know maybe get better at football instead of just well that i mean that would explain it though right I guess, yeah. So coming through some other facts, I mean, they didn't even know originally who the Bucks GM was. They found out it was this guy, Jason Light. So they go onto his Twitter account, they search through accounts that he's following, and it turns out that he's following the co-host of that show, Andy Ruther. Okay. Um, this podcast isn't very, I mean, it's, it's, it has a following. They have probably around, they have like around 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh-huh. but it's not like a super big podcast. And well, like, it's bigger it, than this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not a super big podcast that would, you know, like be recognized by a lot of pro, like high up professionals in the pro football industry. Sure. So it's kind of curious that, I mean, he follows the account of one of the hosts of that show. I mean, it's the GM of the Bucks. Like, yeah, that's not <laughs> but, enough incriminating evidence for me yet. Oh, but I'm not, guessing there's not, more. But it goes, yeah, it goes further. So this guy, Jameis One of One, has appeared on other shows. There was a, another show. It was called like Buck About It or or something like that. Okay. Um, he appeared on that show. He didn't disguise his voice at all when he appeared anonymously. Um, And when you listen to the recording of Jameis 101 and you listen to some of the interviews of Jason Light, their voices are identical. Really? That's great. There's no difference between the way they speak. They use a lot of the same phrases. So it's pretty glaringly obvious that this account defending Jameis Winston is Jason Light. Um, Okay. The motivation behind 
all of this defending of Jameis Winston is probably the fact that Jameis was drafted by this guy, Jason Light. And a lot of people are saying that Jameis White is, might be the biggest draft bust in the history of the franchise. Um, <laughs> and also one of the biggest draft busts in NFL history in general. Um, so he's, he's going on there defending his guy. Right, he's defending his decision to draft him. Right. After that video was released, some people on Reddit dug into some information a little bit further. They, they tried to log into Jason Light's Twitter account, not necessarily to like hack into it, but just to see like what kind of information he gave as far as recovering the account. Right. So um, when they tried to log in, Twitter says, we found the following information associated with your account. With your account. The information says, text a code to my phone number ending in 38 uh-huh. or email a link to li it stars out the rest of it so li we're assuming are the first are the first two letters of his last name right um and then whatever the rest of the email address is and then it's at i believe gmail.com because there's a g there but everything else is start out right um now when they tried to log into Jameis one of one's twitter account it said we found the following information associated with your account and it says email a link to ja at ja start out at y start out. Okay. So so that there are matter. two yeah there are two email accounts. There's one email account for Jason Light's Twitter and one email account for Jameis one of one. However, the phone number Jameis one of one people tried to log into Jameis one of one's Yahoo account. When they tried to log into his Yahoo account, it says text and then a phone number ending in three eight. Yeah, but how they like they had to guess Jason the rest of, account. They had to guess the rest of the uh, email address, didn't they? Because it was all start out. Yeah, but they guessed it was Jameis one of one at yahoo.com because that's pretty I mean, that's uh... pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so because I mean the first two letters were J A. Yeah. Like, it's Jameis one of one at yahoo.com. So, I mean, guy thought he was slick uh, making a separate email for Jameis one of one's account, but still used the same phone number for both. Right. Um, recover, also, recover. yeah. Also in the Yahoo um, recover account verification thing, uh, it gave the first number of his phone number and it's an area code that starts with nine and nine four one is the area code for the region just South of Tampa. So, mm. so yeah. I mean, it's the same guy. It's, there's, there's no way that they're not the same guy. They sound exactly the same. Their voices sound exactly the same. Both yeah. these accounts have a phone number ending in 38. Hmm. It's just too many coincidences. Right. Any single piece of evidence here is, you know, circumstantial. But when you put all that circumstantial evidence together, it really adds up to... I mean, it makes me think that it's definitely him. Yeah. Well, and and we have to clarify that this is all alleged. As yeah, well. it's alleged for sure. <laughs> it's alleged, but oh, it's I mean, definitely alleged. But <laughs> um, so um, yeah, uh, this has got to be. This is probably the most elaborate 
instance of this, right? Where someone's online defending either themselves or someone within their or- own organization, right? Because uh, I don't know I mean, if I've dude, ever... dude wrote a 400 page book. Yeah, 400 page book. <laughs> He's gone on podcasts several times to defend it. He offered to go on the, the one that broke this story. So, do you think yeah, he's that's... making a lot of money off that book? I, he sells it for almost twenty dollars. <laughs> really? <laughs> which is which? Bucks? I mean, yeah. Which they even they mention in that clip from that podcast um, that I mean, what are they paying the Bucks GM that he feels that he has to sell this crappy book for almost twenty dollars? Yeah, piece? well, anyone will scrape money where they can. But how interesting can this book? I mean, four hundred pages of just defending Jameis Winston is that all it is? I think so. I don't know what the name of it. That'd Um, be a tough, tough read. Yeah, I'm not one sec. I can see if I can find it. Jameis 101 book. Jameis one of one. One of one. Yeah. The book should just be called Jameis 101. Yeah, it's called Jameis Winston Derangement Syndrome: How Media Bias Causes Us to Overlook the Start of a Hall of Fame NFL Career. (laughs) And. And it has two stars on Amazon. (laughs) There is derangement involved. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I think it really. The book title really should have just been Jameis 101. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, the guy wrote it. It seems like the guy wrote it as some kind of like thesis for a, you know, for a PhD or some shit. So he wanted to make it sound all pretentious. Yeah, well, title. that's cute. And so, is there, a, is there a, like a what's it called, a ghost author or whatever? Yeah, the pseudonym Jameis pseudonym. One of One. It, that's his pseudonym. That's what it says under author. Yeah, yeah, it says Jameis oh, One of James One, and then well, the, and I mean, the forward I think is by Otis Leverett. Currently, his his Twitter account, um, the name of his Twitter account is author Jameis One of One. Great. I wonder um, if. I wonder if anyone can trace the money back from that book. You know, you trace the money. That's got to be flowing into his account somehow. But that would take some real detective work. Oh, Otis Leverett is Jameis Winston's trainer. And that's the guy who wrote the foreword for the book. Huh. Oh. Yeah, so that's another thing, too. So <laughs> obviously this guy has access to Jameis Winston's yeah. trainer. Because right. he's the has GM ac- of the Bucks. Right. He has direct access to Jameis Winston. <laughs> Yeah, that's the most. This is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I, I obviously the guy's got a lot of time on his hands. He should be fired just for this. I mean, he, he really pro- should. Is he, they they is were going to be fired out, anyway because they he... were pointing out in that clip that like it seems like just going through his Twitter posts, he spends on average twelve hours a day. <gasps> tweeting no about Jameis Winston, and <laughs> that's then, a, that was the other question I was going to ask. How does he have the time to do this? Yeah, well, and then so one of the one of the interesting things about him before they even uh, thought that this could be Jason Light was when they were looking at his Twitter account. He he would always say, "I don't tweet during Bucks games. Um, I only tweet like a, a couple hours after Bucks games." <laughs> he's busy during. So Bucks they're games. yeah. So they're yeah. saying. So, like, they were saying, that's weird. Like, why wouldn't this guy be live tweeting during Bucks games? Like, anytime something good happens with Jameis Winston or whatever. And it's like, well, he can't because he's up in the GM suite 
right. talking he business. Also, he also can't because it never happens. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he won't. Have, he wouldn't have a lot of positive things to tweet about. Yeah, but, yeah, man, that's crazy. I like that story. The cover of the book is hilarious. Yeah, it's like a caricature uh, picture of, of James, James Winston. Winston. And then there's a bunch of reporter speech bubbles. <laughs> and, they're, and they're all like uh, complaining about James Winston. One of them says squirrels, crab legs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that, that means. Wasn't, wasn't there a story about him in college? Stole crab legs? I don't know. Something. Yeah, there was. It was something like that. I can't remember what the squirrel thing was, but he did a lot of dumb stuff in college, which I think maybe I gotta buy this book so that I can figure it out. <laughs> uh, I yeah, hope they uh, twenty dollars. I hope the investigators here really get down to the bottom of it, and we get uh, an official answer and outcome. But uh, probably won't happen. It will remain a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of like rock solid confirmation. I mean, again, all this stuff is alleged. But just look, I mean, listen to the recordings of this guy and Jason late side by side. They're exactly the same. Look at the evidence. Um, I don't know it. I have, I have one more story. All right, let's hit it. Um, ex NFL player charged with attempted murder after allegedly shooting a woman. Ooh, that should, uh, that should probably be on the top, right? Are you saving the best for last? (laughs) Well, okay. So, so the headline, the headline, the headline sounds bad, but when we get into the details of the story, it gets a little easier. Oh, okay. So he didn't shoot her that bad. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) former NFL defensive lineman, Justin Bannon was charged with first degree attempted murder after allegedly shooting a woman in Boulder, Colorado on Wednesday. Uh, this was back from October 18th, so this is is a little older. Okay. Um, but uh, according to police, per reports, the woman said Bannon apologized for shooting her and told her he was being pursued by the Russian mafia. It uh, <laughs> sounds pretty bad still. <laughs> he uh, shot her because of the Russian mafia? Like he thought well, you have to, Russian. right? Well, yeah, so yeah. according to police in Boulder... The shooting took place at a building that he partly owns and which houses a business he co-founded. The woman was a 36-year-old acupuncturist who works for a different company located in the same building. Uh-huh. She was taken to the hospital with uh, non-life-threatening injuries. Where did he shoot her? Yeah, what's the, I, there's not enough detail yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to she... go over this story. Okay. You got to let me finish the story. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> okay. So Bannon was found by police outside the building, engaged in a conversation with another man. Per reports, police found two forty-five caliber handguns inside a backpack belonging to Bannon, as well as a rolled-up $20 bill coated with a white substance that tested positive for cocaine. Right. So guy was on coke when he came into work. It still sounds bad. <laughs> a, a, spokes, a spokesperson for the Boulder police said the shooting appeared to be random. Uh, the woman was said to have only been slightly acquainted with Bannon by virtue of occasionally crossing paths with him at the building. Right. Uh, the woman reportedly said that as soon as she arrived at work Wednesday and unlocked a door to a therapy room, she was shot in the shoulder by Bannon, who was already <laughs> in the room. So uh, obviously, the guy, right? 
yeah, obviously the guy has access to a lot of parts of the building. Um, uh-huh. So he must have been on some kind of coke binge, uh, went into one of the therapy rooms in that building. It just, I don't know, for whatever reason, went hiding from the Russian mafia, apparently. Um, and then when she opened the door, it must have startled him and he shot her. Okay. So, so which part of this didn't sound bad? <laughs> well, because sound... she's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Her shoulder is probably not that fine. Yeah. Could it easily... not, it it's not, not fatal, but like. It was non life threatening injuries. And guess what? She'll get a good paycheck out of it. So, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'd love to be shot by him. You're right. <laughs> this is good okay. for this woman. Uh, the, the quote is <laughs> She's a lucky gal. The quote quote from her that she told police that she said was, what the expletive, you just shot me. Yeah, Um, Uh, she doesn't seem that lucky. To which he replied, I'm sorry, the Russian mafia is after me. Uh, Bannon also told the police that he was being pursued by the Russian mafia, uh, offering its ability to track him as an explanation for having gotten rid of his cell phone. Uh, he was sent an affidavit to be sweating profusely while speaking with the police, claiming the shooting was an accident and to have declared of the woman, she didn't deserve that. She was a good person. Oh. So he got rid of the cell phone, but went to his workplace to hide from the Russian mafia. It was uh, it was in a different area of the building. Oh. But um, so the he owns part of the building, but not the part that he was in. Right. So, no, he owns the whole building. Oh, okay. Part of it houses the company that he co-founded. Right. But he's like, as an owner of a building, you're not just allowed to go into any part of the building at any time that you want. So he's also... Yeah, you are. You're a landlord. Yeah, but... Can landlords just uh, barge in, though? I thought there was... I know for residentially, they have to give you notice. Yeah, okay. But keep in mind, this guy's on cocaine. He doesn't worry (laughs) about giving a notice to anybody. He has the keys to get in there. Why so are we defending him? I'm 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 adding <laughs> I'm adding to what he, so what he did was he broke and entered into a private business and then shot a woman that worked at that business. <laughs> it sounds bad. Okay, but it's why are you hung up on the fact that he might have broken and entered into the pla- that doesn't matter. That well it adds into it because he's not in the right in any part of this. It's an yeah, accident because he's not in the right. Shot a woman in the, in the shoulder. Right. We know well, he's why, not in the right. I'm just I'm still focusing on the fact that you said, "Well, hold on, let me get hold into on, this. It's not as bad as okay, it because sounds." It, because the headline says attempted murder. Well, he and did. It's it, like, it, hey, was a guy kinda, a guy tried yeah. to murder somebody. Like, right. yeah, she was, was yeah, trying to murder her at that point. He was. He like, thought right she was when, a Russian. Right when she walked in. So okay, he was trying but, to murder her. It was like murder. But guess what? She's fine. It was it was a bit of an accident. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a whoopsie. He thought she was in the Russian mafia. He made an oopsie. Well, he was all, wrong. Let him right. go with a pat it, on the back. It all ended in a happy ending, and all everyone involved is, is better uh, well, off for ha- and having happened. I have, I have, uh, I mean, there's, there's a little bit more information that'll make it an even happier ending. So, in addition, Bannon was said to have claimed to the police that he suffers from hydrocephalus, a condition in which fluid builds within the brain and can cause pressure in the head. In some cases, hydrocephalus can also impair cognitive skills. So, the guy got brain damage from playing in the NFL, which then led us to where we are now. Yeah, and but the also on cocaine. The cocaine also didn't help. 
Well, yeah. yeah. All right. So you're right. It's not his fault. It's partly the NFL's fault. <laughs> yep. Just like OJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> Any other headlines there? Uh, nope. That's all it. right. Well, uh, thanks a lot, man. That was headlines. Good to have you back. Gavel. Although Jason did an okay job uh, keeping up with, with some things, but uh, obviously not as interesting as the research that you normally do. All right, let's get into the top players of the week. This week, our MVP was Kyle Allen. He had 66.5 points this week, 37 attempts, 19 completions, but three interceptions. So that all added up to 66.5 for him. So he was the top player? Yep, he is our MVP this week. He's also our top quarterback. Moving on to quarterbacks now, we just covered Kyle Allen, our number one quarterback spot. In second place was Jameis Winston. He had 50 points or 50.6 points this week. He had 43 attempts for 21 completions, two interceptions, and two fumbles. Our turnover leader of the week. And then uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in third place. He had 48.1 points this week. He had 34 attempts, 21 completions, two interceptions, and one fumble. So three turnovers, at least for all of those top three. On to running backs. Our number one running back this week was Mark Walton. He had 32.1 points, 11 carries, 35 yards, six targets, three receptions, and one fumble for that guy. Carlos Hyde came in second. He had 26.3 points. He had 19 carries for 83 yards, one target, and zero receptions. So that doesn't sound that bad to me, right? I mean, I guess four yards a carry average. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. Who was that again? Carlos Hyde. Uh, How many carries did he have? 19 carries for 83 yards. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, what's making him be at the top of the uh, be up on uh, the top three here. It's kind of weird, but uh, anyways, he's in second place, twenty six point three points. In third place, we have Ronald Jones, the second. He had twenty three point seven points this week. He had eleven carries for thirty five yards, four targets for one reception. On two wide uh, receivers, Carlos, Carlos Hyde fumbled. By the way, oh, he had a fumble as well. Yeah, I miss I miss that. I guess he had a fumble and a missed target, which added nine. Sure. I mean, gave him nine points. But right, and I guess he had some residual points from uh, just carrying the ball a bunch and getting getting some points yeah, from that. Forty yards every time. Yeah, I mean four is a good four is pretty good for a run, but I don't think he got a lot of his points from running. Wide receivers now, Curtis Samuel was our first place wide receiver. He had 23.2 points this week, 11 targets, and four receptions. Auden Tate came in second. He had 23 points. He had 13 targets for five receptions. And then James Washington came in third. He had 19.2 points. He had six targets for one reception. On the tight ends now, the top three, which none of us own, uh, Darren Waller, he came in first. He had 21.7 points this week. He had eight targets for two receptions. So the tight ends this week kind of hanging in there with the, the wide receivers. They've been pretty low overall. But Jordan Atkins this week had 12.7 points. He had five targets for two receptions. And then Trey Burton had 10.7 points this week. He had four targets for one reception. All right, moving on to defenses. At the top of the list, we've got the Panthers' D. 
31.8 points this week. They had 51 points scored against them. Holy cow. 51 points. Uh, they took away some of their, their losers' bracket points by getting three sacks, one safety, and one interception, but it wasn't enough to keep them from that number one spot. Just too many points scored against them. The Cardinals' defense came in second. They had 22.3 points. They had 31 points scored against them and one interception. Coming in third was the Bills' defense. They had 20.8 points this week in the loser's bracket. They had 31 points scored against them, three sacks, and one fumble recovered. On the kickers now, we have Steven Hoshka, the number one spot. He had 26 points this week. He missed one extra point, and he missed one field goal from 50-plus yards. I think he made another field goal um, from 50-plus yards, but uh, those were his two misses. And then Adam Vinatieri had 25 points this week, so he missed one extra point, and he missed a field goal from 40 to 49 yards. So he missed a closer field goal than Stephen Hoschka did, but he made more other or he made other field goals, which brought him down to the the second place spot took him out of first uh and then mike nugent came in third place he had 23 points this week he had two missed field goals from zero to 39 yards no missed extra points for him but those two missed field goals brought him to 23 points and yeah those were our top scorers this week real good stuff lots of repeat names love to see that who owns Jameis winston uh who who owns Jameis winston i don't know uh it's jason of course (laughs) so jason's got him he does Uh, research yep all right let's get into the past week's matchups all right so i played jacob yeah and i played colin (laughs) um and i was losing by quite a bit going into monday really yes yeah, but, but oh, I see I think the reason three of, why three of your players weren't hadn't played yet, right? No, just two: Preston Williams and Ryan Fitzpatrick had not played yet. Yeah, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick ended up getting me forty-eight points. Right, um, more so than half that, of your points. Yeah, so that brought me up to a victory. Right. To be fair, most of Jacob's points came from his quarterback as well. Yeah, and. I have a lot of zeros. Yeah, I mean, Jacob, your biggest mistake was having Aaron Jones in as your flex. Oof. Uh, which, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, I think I accidentally put him in. <laughs> <laughs> why do you Honestly. even have him on your... Ooh, because, I don't know. <laughs> How many negative points did he kept get getting me negative points, and then uh, I think I just put him there because I didn't have anyone else. Drop I him. I, I, thought I, I thought I dropped him. But apparently I didn't. And uh, instead of dropping him, you put him in your lineup. Yeah, I put him by in my accident. Lineup. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Nobody else to play. And then, uh, how many negative points did he get you? Um, negative forty-one point nine. Oh Jesus, man. Yeah. If you had any other player in, you probably would have been fine. You probably would have won this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, you did. You lost by about thirty. So as long as you're, as long as you put someone in that only got you negative ten. You would have won. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just got a nod of Aaron Jones. Maybe Man. change out some other people. That's tough, bud. Mr. Really Mr. Fairbairn hasn't, hasn't been getting me a lot of kicking points. 
Yeah. He stays at Yeah, I've been struggling with kickers too. Ooh, not me. I have I own two kickers in the top three this week. Are we moving on to me now? <laughs> Jeez, that was a long pause. I, I didn't so. know if you guys, you guys had nothing else to cover from your game. Woo! No, I think uh, we got it. Uh, I mean, I won 83.4 to 52.3. Yeah. Yep. Collins 6-2. Collins 6-2 on the season so far. He's uh, the leader of the pack. So... Um, great. Moving on to my game now. Uh, my game ended. I I played Team Gill this week, so uh, the butt fumbles prevailed, forty eight point four to fourteen point nine. So very low scoring game. I was uh, very worried about this one, but because um, if I had played almost anyone else other than Hoover Dam, I would have lost this one. So uh, yeah, my top performers were uh, Mike Nugent, my kicker. 23 points. He's my top performer. Uh, Houston defense got me 18 points. And then uh, Jordan Howard got me 17 points. Team Gill had the Arizona defense, which got him 22.3 points. Then he had uh, Sean McCoy, who got him 11.1 points. And then Daniel Jones got him 10.9. So 14.9 points. That's a, that's a rough one. I have my third win on the season. So that's Great. Glad to not be two and six like, uh, like <laughs> some other people. But yeah, uh, Jake has the same record as the guy who auto draft. Auto drafted. Yeah, yeah that's I think what we're... the auto draft guy is above me right now. He yeah. is in the. I think he is in the standings because I he beat you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we were talking about that last week. How Jacob and I were both tied with Steve's team, and how that uh, that didn't feel very good. So, uh, Antonio Brown's helmet won 85.8 to 18.7, and that was because of all the negative on the Hoover Dam Hefty Hoover side. Yep. Um, from, like, D. Hopkins and uh, Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. He does have Joe um, Flacco, so yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, ad for Joe him. Flacco. But He could use some other bad players. He beat me with Joe Flacco last week, I think. Yeah, I think Joe Flacco got him... The whole, almost all of his points. And Antonio Brown's helmet had Andy Dalton uh, no. and then the Miami defense. So, Yep. All right. Colin, you want to cover Detroit Lions' golden taint? Yeah. Um, this one was close. Detroit Lions had Sam Darnold, who obviously, I mean, th- was it the week before where he threw four interceptions or something like that? Four or five yeah. interceptions? Yeah. Uh, so. Going into it, I'm sure that played a factor in him starting him this week. Um, mm-hmm. He ended up getting 34.9 points for him. Um, he also had Carlos Hyde, 26.3 points. He was in the top three for running backs. Yeah, uh, The rest of his team, though, not Minimal great. Yeah, yeah, all under 10. Yeah. Um, Do you have any negative old- players? No, he had some zeros. He might have guys in there that aren't playing. Sure. Um, he definitely does because Steven Guskowski is injured. Right. Um, oh, yeah. He's been on his roster for a few weeks now with the injury. Yeah. So Golden Taint had Josh Allen, who got him 46.8 points. He was in the top three, right? Or was he Was he number one? Josh Allen? No, it was Kyle Allen was number one. Uh, Josh Allen did the top three. He was in the top three? He was not. 
Oh, okay. Um, Third place was Ryan Fitzpatrick with 48.1. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He also had Le'Veon Bell, who got him 20.2 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had Kansas City's defense, who got him 20.8 points. Um, right. Yes. So the final score of that game was Golden Tate 92.4 to Detroit Lions 76.9. All right, so yeah, that was a pretty good game, high scoring for both teams. But And uh, our scoring leader this week was Golden Taint. Yeah, the matchups next week are Team Gill versus Hoover Dam Heft Hoover. Team Gill, has, uh, Team Gill is 5-3 and three on the season. Hoover Dam is 2-6. and six. Antonio Brown's helmet will be playing my team, the Butt Fumbles. Antonio Brown's helmet is 5-3 and three on the season. I am 3-5. and five. Jason's a... Uh, Tough team to beat, but hopefully he uh, makes some mistakes in who he rosters. Golden Taint will be playing your team, Colin, Tucson Tallywhackers. So that uh, that game will decide who is the the first place leader, since uh, he's five and three, you're six and two. Whoever wins this will be tied, but they'll have that win to back them up. And then the Fighting House Cats will be playing the Detroit Lions, Jacob. So Detroit hopefully Lions I can have win a- this one. Yeah, he's uh, not been playing anyone who plays, so. Uh, yeah, a lot of my players are on a bye week, though, right now. Well, you're going to have to pick up so other I'm gonna players. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> that's, a, that's like playing normal fantasy. Is, you know, when your <laughs> yeah. players have a bye, you got to put players in. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. That's my strategy for the next game. <laughs> yeah, have a full roster. Yeah. Hopefully that helps and you. And then but... don't have Aaron Jones in it. That's a good idea, too. Let's go over the standings real quick. In first place, we have Colin with the Tucson Tallywhacker. And second is Team Gill. Third place, Antonio Brown's Helmet, Jason's team. Fourth place is Golden Taint, Ryan's team. Fifth place is uh, Vinny's team, the Detroit Lions. Sixth place is me with the Butt Fumbles. And then seventh place is Hoover Dam Hefty Hoovers. Jacob, you are in last. Dead last. Dead last. You're on a three-game losing streak. Hopefully you can fix that. Yeah, everybody loves an underdog story, so. Yeah. I mean, you have been making a lot of moves on your team. You have 19, I have 18. So you've been paying attention. You've been doing, uh, I don't know if you've been doing the right things, but you've been trying, you've been making <laughs> I don't think I've been doing the right things. <laughs> you've been making an effort. Jason somehow, I mean, he has, he's got 10. 10 moves on his team. The Detroit Lions only have four, so that's why uh, there have been some rostering mistakes, it seems like. Um, Colin, you are also the team with most points four, so you've scored the most points out of any team so far this season. Wait, wasn't that one of the quiz questions? No. It was... uh, which? No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, was it which team owned? It was just asking... Um, which player so far had the most points this season? That was Andy Dalton. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What, uh, what, any, what are you guys doing? Uh, you guys got any strategies? No. Uh, fill up my <laughs> roster, replace Aaron Jones with Miles Sanders, but that guy's questionable, so I don't know. Yeah, and he also got you like negative 40 points this past week. On your Miles bench. Sanders? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. What was the other guy I was looking at? Gosh. Jacob, look at... I can't remember look at, 
Jacob, go to the scoring leaders. The, you know how I go over scoring Who's leaders? the guy that got me 7.5? Oh, it's out. Latavius Murray. I got to put that guy in, not the other guy. Okay. <laughs> now I got to drop him. Miles Sanders. Thanks, Jacob, Colin. If you want, you can listen back to uh, the podcast and like just the, the section where I'm going over what players are good what the top <laughs> players are, or you can even just go into ESPN and it's pretty much laid out for you. So okay. if you want to do that, there's probably some good people that you can pick up. I mean, there's eight tight ends this, or there's seven tight ends that are unowned that get scored points this week that no one, that no one owns. So those are up for grabs. May, yeah, I would I'll maybe try to pick of up one of those, but look, look back and see if they've scored points on the other weeks or if they're, okay. Or if they're just now getting playing time, you know those those kind of things do a little bit of analysis. Yeah, I like how you're trying to teach him how to do this halfway through the season. Well, someone's got to do it. He's at the bottom. Oh, no, Latavius <laughs> Murray is on a bye week. Yeah, that's a that's what I was thinking when you said I was, I was thinking he was on a bye week. So um, I got I mean, not that I'm any better. Uh, not that I'm a good teacher for this. I'm in sixth. So maybe ask Colin for tips, but he's not going to help you either. Colin, I'm not going to help play. because I don't even know what I'm doing. So, yeah, and he's got himself to look out for. He's going to pick up all all seven of those tight ends, have his bench packed. Please don't. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that's it for this week, huh? Follow us on Twitter at losers underscore podcast, and then email us at losersbracketpod at gmail dot com. Maybe I should one of these times check this email. And yeah. add add us on Friendster. Add us on Friendster. Yeah. Send send Colin a dick pic in the mail. Uh, through Christian Mingle. Through Christian Mingle. Blacksmeat.com. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't. It's, it's, I don't black think... pe- it's black people meat. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think there's anything called blacksmeat. <laughs> maybe, I well, should, uh, maybe I should take that domain and set it up. There could be a porn site called blacksmeat. <laughs> Meat, meat spelled M E A T. I'm gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> All right, love you. Bye. 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 The ball